Galoon, galoon. Gilt brass edging and white worsted cord. Hello, dear ones, it's your friend and mine, me, Tim Clare. This week I've been getting over a terrible and persistent spell of procrastination by actually writing. It feels so, so good. The writing itself hasn't become better. I'm not on an easier bit. I've just, well, I'll save this for another episode because as is my want, I'll process it all in my brain blender, then regurgitate it as a delicious advice smoothie for you to store in the fridge and guzzle at your leisure. Perhaps you have on occasion wanted to write, but found it hard to actually knuckle down and do it. I may be able to cobble together some tips for you on what has helped. But this week I want to share with you the last of the chats I recorded in London while they're still fresh. This one's with author Anne Morgan. Thanks so much to Anne for coming on the show and sharing her advice. It's brilliant. If you'd like your work discussed on the show, send it, send it, send it, send it. If I run out of first pages to critique, I'll I'll still chat about writing with other authors and yes, very probably on my own, but it's better if I have actual text to dig into. It's always best to anchor your ideas in the specific. That's why lists of writing tips are shit. Here's this week's episode. Hello and welcome to Death of a Thousand Cuts, making you an awesome writer one cut at a time. My name's Tim Clare and each episode we're going to be looking at a novice author's first page and thinking of ways that we can suggest that that person might make it less rubbish. I'm not on my own today. Uh, I'm here with... I didn't mean to paint myself as such sad, such a sad character. Obviously, I'm often on my own and I'm happy and at peace with that. But today I've got Anne Morgan with me. How are you? I'm well, uh, thanks, Tim. I just did a wave then. It was not, not <laughs> that was necessary. Nice. I quite liked it. Thank you very much. It's got an establishing rapport. Yeah. Um, so let's just uh, jump straight into it. This piece is by Natalie and it's called Hero. It happens for the first time when he is 11. He doesn't know how. He's aware of slipping, the scrape of the bark against his fingers, of being faintly embarrassed by his own high whimper of fear, of losing his grip and falling, and then the rush and the thud of impact. He waits, his heart throbbing in his throat and the tips of his fingers, for his breathing to even out and his shoulders to unclench, and then he opens his eyes. His arm is impaled on a fence. Choking on his breath, Charlie stares. Six inches of metal protrude from the pale soft flesh of his forearm, levering his upper body unevenly off the ground. He bites the inside of his cheek and gracelessly forces himself to his knees and lifts his arm off. It doesn't hurt. It occurs to him almost as an afterthought, only as he looks at the split edges of his skin and reaches with his other hand to touch. Maybe he is too surprised to be hurt, he thinks, because he can feel the air on his injury, the cool hum of breeze against the exposed flesh, but nothing else apart from a vague discomfort he is certain he is imagining. The hole is an almost perfect half-inch square, set like a diamond a little way up his wrist. He is not, he notices belatedly, bleeding. Through the hole, he can see the bright green of the grass clashing against the violent pink and yellow and white insides of his arm, the tiny dark blue threads of his veins. Okay, so uh, should we just jump straight into it? Yeah, uh, it happens for the first time when he is 11. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's as a first line goes, it's not maybe the most original. I mean, there are quite a few stories that start that way, Um, but it. It's an all right first line, I think. It's it, you know, begs a question. Yeah, it introduces a character, yeah. a situation, and a mystery. Exactly. That's not a bad, you know, that is doing some work as a exactly. first line. Um, yeah. I, I want to. So I don't want to make a. I, I, well, I don't want to. I, I think that that horse has already bolted. I often make a fetish out of uh, word order in a sentence and especially this idea of the primacy recency mm. effect and putting the most interesting parts of the sentence at the beginning. And the end. So it happens for the first time when he is 11. I feel 
like the most interesting bit of information. It happens is quite interesting because mm. we're like, he, when he is 11, least interesting. Mm. That's kind of incidental. For the first time, that word first, it reminded me of um, in the beginning, oh, the opening line of A Christmas Carol, uh, Marley was dead to begin with. Like, as an adverbial clause, as a little aside, you're like, wait, what? Hey, hang on. <laughs> I don't know, that's like, can be overdone, right? It can be yeah, cheesy yeah. and you're yeah. like, uh, I'm dead again. And you're like, <laughs> I know you can kind of like, you can overplay it, but I, I feel like for me, the interesting, the, the bit that suggests a story is for the first time. Absolutely, yeah. So I've really tried to think about how you could, and, and then, right, so I've monkeyed about with the sentence a little bit and I actually don't, know if I'm not just making it worse but um it's in by implication this is a repeated event so you could you could put it it happens first when he is 11 right I'm not mm. sure that's good he is 11 when it happens for the first time that's an I'm not sure if that just it feels like it clangs slightly that it feels a little yeah I know what you mean though I he is 11 when it happens first or he is 11 the first time it happens I've actually written here, he is Elven the first time it happens. <laughs> Which, Which there's be, a whole other yeah, level. Yeah. I know, that's like, I, I'm adding, <laughs> I, I think that's like the, stu the, note, the studio notes from someone who clearly has got another story in mind, right? Like a, <laughs> yeah. um, I like it. <laughs> and, and I don't mean to just be monkeying around for the sake of, yeah. of it. I, I think partly because, like you were saying, the, the first line does a lot of the basic stuff fine. Yeah. I'm like looking at ways that we could actually yeah. make it Make it do more. more, make yeah, it special yeah, exactly. rather than just fine. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Uh, I, I, and I think that kind of dicking around and trying stuff is the kind of thing that as a writer, that's part Absolutely. of the job, Absolutely, right? yeah, totally. But especially with your first page where it's carrying a huge, a disproportionate amount of semantic pressure. Thread, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it exists ex nihilo. I think it's, yeah, I think it's important, but... Maybe, you know, maybe Natalie, something to play around with to see if you can release that information uh, a bit more interestingly or felicitously. OK, so he doesn't know how he's aware of slipping the scrape of bark against his fingers of being faintly embarrassed by his own high whimper of fear of losing his grip and falling. And then the rush and thud of impact. What do we think? Yeah, well, I I actually think because I just think he doesn't know how actually isn't doing anything and actually could probably do with going um because it's a negative he's again. actually it's a negative but also he's clearly falling out of a tree and i mean at least i assume he is unless yeah. we later discover that it's totally not what's happening but the, you know the scrape of the bark and then the description of the you know it, it's like a so it's not like falling out of a tree you need to know exactly how you fell or which finger lost well i i assumed that the he doesn't know how yeah is he doesn't know how I, I was going to say happens. spoiler alert, but it's like how he doesn't know how he can be impaled through the arm and not feel anything, right? Got you. Of course. So that's what I'm assuming. Yeah. But I but would say that the point still stands that we're going to discover that he doesn't know how. You don't need to step in and go, by the way, just in case you were yeah. going to read this and you, you, you're you averse to novelty, uh, I want to tell you what the meaning of this scene is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually think that it's, it's just a redundant line. Yeah. We're going to find that out. Exactly. Let's start. Let's just jump straight into him falling out of a tree, exactly. which is inherently dramatic, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Whereas kind Perfect. of epistemological uncertainty has less, I know it's, you know, popular in literary circles. Now a bit of like, <laughs> let's get our aporia in early, right? Like, <laughs> he doesn't know it. But, but I think you're absolutely right. I'd cut yeah. that line. Um, yeah. The, the description of the fall is, I think, pretty good, actually, um, in terms of the, you know, everything's happening in the right order and it takes you through it and you feel you can visualize it and I'm quite jealous of that because I actually as a writer 
spatial stuff is something that I struggle with, like describing how stuff Blocking happens. Blocking is hell, yeah. isn't it? It's, so, it's, that's yeah. the thing, people don't understand why you're like, I can't write today. And it's like, I just can't, I'm just stuck on having this guy pick up. A tea, uh, take a sip of tea. Yeah, exactly. It's so crap every time I yeah. write it. And people don't understand. They're like, how can that be hard? And it's like, well, it's not hard to do a bad, I can cock it up yeah, yeah. well, but like. With uh, the best of them. But um, yeah. <laughs> that's weirdly, uh, uh, weird love. Um, uh, here's a, so, my two sort of nitpicky things, because I think you're right. And I think it's a really good point that the order that we're given the information is in the order it happens. Yeah. It's very easy to get. Caught that up as well. Yeah, of being faintly embarrassed. Mm, no, with no need for them to mediate embarrassed by faintly. No, I, I just I, I think the the temptation is always to be sort of not, I talk about crunchy specificity a lot, and let's be exact. But you don't don't start those, especially those ad adverbs can just creep in and, and water everything down, yeah, exactly. and you just commit to being embarrassed. Right, yeah, exactly. No one's going to go. It. Well, I don't think he'd be. Surely he wouldn't be completely embarrassed. He'd only be faintly embarrassed. It doesn't matter, right? It's just get yeah. on with it. By, by his own high whimper of fear, I don't think people deliver kind of like rich, sonorous, baritone whimpers, right? So again, it's just yeah. it's an adjective that is pushing at an open door. Yeah. Because, and, and, and just as a general yeah. principle, I think we both agree that, um, well, maybe when, mm. I don't mean to be presumptuous, but this idea that actually... This is kind of rule of thumb. You want to try and be asking your nouns and your verbs to be doing the heavy lifting yeah. and then the adjectives and the adverbs are kind of sneaking in to do stuff. But maybe you especially don't want an adjective to be modifying a noun that already is fine because yeah. it's already explained exactly. itself. Yeah, I agree. I, in fact, there are a few, I mean, I know this is jumping ahead, but there are a few do. instances of that happening a bit later with um, almost as an afterthought um, and um and the belatedly it's it's this coming this this kind of um there are words that in my writing that i always think of as alarm set alarm bells ringing because they usually mean i haven't found the right word and i'm fudging and absolutely almost, and that acuity of vision isn't there and you're exactly, just kind of going yeah. and and almost is one of those it's it's a, a fudger um and because it's basically it's that sense of i haven't quite and the faintly embarrassed it's maybe Maybe she wants a slightly different word if if she's not feeling embarrassed is quite right and and that's okay. But you know, kind of you got to if you're doing that, I think you have got to ask yourself whether you've you've found the word you want. I think that's I, they in the Turkey City Writers Lexicon they call it um, a message from a signal from Fred, and it's this idea that if a character goes, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, then maybe your subconscious is giving you like a little warning totally. that it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think that's the same thing. Although I I just let's jump into this thing. It doesn't hurt. It occurs to him almost as an afterthought. Only he looks as the split edges of his skin and reaches out with his other hand to touch. You know what? It occurs to him almost as an afterthought. I think that whole whole clause could could go i don't yeah. think you need to say to us well, we we the, the the word order the order we're getting this information in makes it clear that this thought occurs after. afterwards exactly and also he notices belatedly in the final paragraph as well he's always noticing things late which is it's a weird thing to have that slightly you know in that quite traumatic thing would you really would that really strike you that you were being a bit kind of tardy with your well, notice I, I, think, I don't know I think you could have the sentence i think you can have the sentence but I think um, to have it twice is kind of... So I, I think you could have the whole is all, uh, almost perfect half-inch square. Again, almost mm. perfect. Mm. You just could just say it's a half-inch square, yeah, right? And yeah. then we we know that that's probably an approximation. Yeah. So Which, I'm going, well, I, we don't have to, like, make a model of this, exactly. right? Exactly. Which um, is not a diamond, though. Um, 
Yes. I don't think you can have your cake and eat it with that and have the square and the diamond. You can't. Yeah. No, that's absolutely right. Um, that is another example of a great um, simile that doesn't actually work. Yeah. Um, he is not, he notices blade. Ble- so I think you could just have he is not bleeding. Yeah. Right. We know he's noticed Ballet, yeah. because you've that, this is the beauty of, of writing in prose in fiction yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> is that it establishes an order so i think that's yeah i think that I, yeah. that would be my edit on that he's not bleeding and also you don't have you don't if you're writing something in uh third person limited whether it's stream of consciousness or not you don't have to interpose and i do this mm. all the time this is yeah. something that i have to cut out so much is like she thought yes. she noticed it occurred to her that or yeah. even she saw yeah where yeah. if you just describe a visual thing it is implied if you're limited to that character's that perspective she saw that it. she saw yeah, it right yeah. and i think that's a, a classic example of like uh, so and and uh, so and actually even so uh, with that in mind through the hole he can see the bright green of the grass um, I just say through the hole he sees like those mm. modular verbs like could and would and should again pernicious yeah. little uh, dandelions that kind of like turn up in stuff Weeds, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and you just you don't notice them because they're how we talk yeah but they like you say the alarm bells those kind of those things where you're just kind of it's just kind of fluffery, isn't it? You're just kind of like yep. padding stuff out so you're not fully committed to it, and it's so funny when you come back to something in a second draft. I mean, you must have had this right, and you, yeah. and you, and 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 you start taking some of those words out, and just how much more, like it feels like robust, and it gets a bit of pace to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, completely. I think it somehow is not. I mean, somehow doesn't crop up in here, but somehow is definitely one of those words as well. Just as a general thing, it's yeah. If you're using somehow, certainly for me anyway, if I'm using somehow, then something's not right. Yeah, like in dialogue, someone can say somehow because that that's, yeah. that's a bit of characterization, yeah. but in prose is almost always just it's like a little squeak of anxiety from yeah. you which is fine because you might then look at the piece and go actually I, I haven't researched this or haven't imagined this scene exactly fully enough yeah, yeah so it exactly. could be like a really yeah. useful is it's not always just a case of cutting it because it might betray an anxiety but it also might betray an anxiety that you simply don't need to have completely um yeah i, I think um but I would say that actually, generally, though, I think this feels like quite a promising start to something. Uh, I'm so hundred yeah, percent. Um, I really, really uh, like the, you know, because for the most part, the acuity of the vision is quite mm. sharp. That like the tiny dark blue threads of his veins seems uh, not and and oh. Actually, it made it turned my stomach slightly, and I think mm. I, I mean that as the highest compliment. But against <laughs> the violent pink and yellow and white insides of his arm, yeah. that was like gross, but not in a kind of like, can you handle it yeah, kind of yeah. like smarmy grossness. Just in a, like, it just felt like a the yeah. right because there's something quite restrained. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the yellow actually is something because you hear a lot about white bones and things, but yellow, the fat. Oh. <laughs> actually that is making me go yeah there's something tallowy and gross yeah but it's, uh, it's under so you know i really liked um the author steve aylett talked about how sometimes he would write a a, que- a, a in dialogue write a question um but but punctuate it with a full stop because it kind of he said it springs up more mm. if it's held down and I think just as a general writing principle, mm. that is often, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to say that everyone has to go for this kind of like drab minimalism of just like go, uh, uh, always underselling something and this kind of like, because I think this kind of attempt at being completely affectless can be its own kind of affectation. But I think that in this, it's a great example of it's yeah. just enough to yeah. be like, and it's just, 
it's just slightly off kilter enough to draw the attention and feel real, yeah, weirdly. exactly. Which this scene is so important to this scene because it's describing something that is clearly... Unreal. Not real. Now, yeah. One thing I want to say, which I didn't want to sort of like derail us with at the beginning, but the title that we've been given for this piece is Hero. Hmm. I am assuming, uh, Natalie, hello. And by the way, I just want to remind you and remind everyone who's listening that this is not a, this, we're not d- discussing uh, uh, Natalie's worth as a person. I'm sure she's a wonderful, inherently valuable human being, as all human beings are, but it's just about, um, uh, it's just about uh, the piece. And what I want to say is the title, Hero, I'm assuming that's a placeholder. what did you think a good title definitely I know I think come on yeah it's bland (laughs) your work's better than that yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) but but overall we think it's pretty good yeah yeah okay thank you very much for coming in Anne Um, uh, so anyone who's interested in sending some work to me you can do so by uh, just going to my website timclairpart.co.uk and um, clicking on the contact me link on the right or you can go into the show notes and click the submission guidelines link Otherwise, uh, have a lovely week. Please share the podcast with anyone who you think would be interested. And I'll hear from you next. Well, I won't hear from you next time, obviously, unless we develop some kind of weird two-way podcasting system. I'll just be speaking at you with absolutely no opportunity for dialogue. Although you can, of course, write to me and I'd love to hear your questions as well. Until next time, have a lovely week and keep writing. <laughs>